No worries, mouse. Let me see if I still got it. Let me see. We st- we have to confirm with everyone that says, "Let me see if I still got it." If they ever had it, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Like I'm, Sometimes, I'm sick of. Yo, yeah, let me see if I still got. It. Who yeah, said yeah, you yeah. had it? You never had. You never. You probably never even had it. You never had a jumper. <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm wondering if I still had. It. it was close though. I mean, Ray Rice confirmed that you never had it. Ray Rice is a strong motherfucker. Man. <laughs> let, me, let me just say that again for the record. I can't believe I <laughs> he was involved in that matchup. Yo, fam, that was crazy. That's hysterical. We'll say that for another day. But I did want to bring something to your attention. What's that? I feel like we need to use this this platform responsibly and like bring, bring awareness to to actual real issues. Mm-hmm. COVID's dangerous. It's true. It's lethal. It is. It's a bit like the beef Notorious B.I.G. used to rap about when he said, beef is when your moms ain't safe up in the streets. Never thought about that. Beef is when I see you. When I'm looking at you. Guaranteed to be in ICU. ICU intensive care. But <laughs> well, when COVID sees you. When it does. You can end up in ICU. Maybe not that at the same rate as Biggie's yeah. beef, but that's the point about risk. You don't want to test yeah. these streets at all. risk ending up in the ICU. Of course not. That's true. That's true. I never thought about it like that. No, nah, I never really added. That was well said. Ari, Ari has a way of, of breaking down like the news and making it relate relatable, and you know. No, I, I really never looked at COVID that seriously until I thought about like the beefs that Big had been through. It makes sense and now. Maybe not at the same rapid pace, even right. though I really feel like more people have died mm-hmm. from COVID. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I see what Ari was trying to take. Yeah, us he there. was just trying to you know make it relatable and and give it to us in a way where we would respect it and fear it as we should. <laughs> Um, but he, that's what Ari does, though. He, he he does that a lot. That was like in uh, what's that movie where uh, is it Jennifer Garner? Whoever goes to the hood, Freedom Riders. Uh-huh. It's like when the Freedom Riders, when she can't get through to them, yeah. then she quotes Tupac, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh my god, yeah, I never even now, thought about now, poetry." Exactly. Now I get it. Now I understand. <laughs> I mean, listen, man. I like Ari though. Imagine a bunch of gang members in <laughs> in a in a school that don't want to hear Shakespeare, but then you play "Keep Your Head Up," and you're like, "Yo." I get it. I never even. Yeah. <laughs> they try to make it, but I, li- I like teachers that do that though. It's a little cheesy and a little corny at times, but I do respect that they try to make it relatable and in a, in a way where we can understand and get it because, you know, how else are we going to learn? From we can remember, We can remember every album, but we can't remember. Yeah, homework. because the album slap. Yeah. <laughs> That's. That's true. When, Maybe should, when we should, Jennifer Garner raps it to me, it doesn't slap. Yeah, she she was a little. It was a little cheap. It's a lot of movies though. It was a it was a period in time where movies were very cheesy, like the early two thousands. Yeah, I like, mean, there was a lot of cheesy, corny movies. It depends which genre, but I feel like I go back to all my favorite movies when I was a kid, and they're they're pretty cheesy. RoboCop is the worst movie ever. I'm gonna just put that out there again. I know I said it before. I, I, used, I mean, to, I'm I used sure. to love RoboCop as a kid. It was so bad looking back at Independence Day and like how bl- how blo- <laughs> like how blown away I was by yeah. those those graphics. Yeah, and then to find out that like the Navy pilot that saves the world's wife was just a stripper hanging with the first lady. It was just a lot happened in that. And all they had to do was give the aliens an enema, just put it up, put the, the spaceship up. <laughs> just had to, put the, had to type some shit. <laughs> put it up their ass. Had to give them a, a Pornhub virus. Yeah, like what the fuck is that, man? <laughs> a lot of cheesy movies. Yeah, and I feel like all like the hood classics were. I think Easy E kind of had a point with saying that Boys in the Hood was an after school special. Nah, I don't know. Like if you kind of go back and watch it, nah, Boys in the Hood was good. It was great. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, really but like, good movie. come on, man. <laughs> I get it, especially if you grew up in L.A. around that time. It could kind of seem a little, you know, cheesy, but 
It was like us East Coasters. We loved Boys in Hood when it came out. No, it's great, but it's kind of like that Cat Williams joke when people try to buy those Chryslers that look like a Bentley, and then a Bentley pulled up and it was like, "Oh, okay, you're not yeah. in a Bentley." That was like when you watched Boys in the Hood, and then Menace Society came out, and it yeah. was like, "All right, Ice Cube, yeah, I get it." Yeah. <laughs> um, how was how was your weekend, man? Uh, it was pretty chill, pretty cool. Um, I didn't do too much. I hung out, you know, a little bit. Went to dinner and. Shit, I'm going away this weekend, though. I gotta go out of town and see the family and stuff. So it's always to see the family, right? Well, this weekend. Absolutely. When was your last wild weekend? When did things get out of hand? When was it not just like a calm a, well, dinner with at least friends and family and you made up all the right choices and a wild weekend? It's been a while. Every almost, woman was respected. Yeah. Wow. It's been almost about two years. Well, because we we lost a year, so we can't even count. Yeah, I don't count that. Yeah, one. we can't even count it. Though so you could get wild. You could have got wild during COVID. Yeah, you could have, but it was like you would have to be like trying to really like set up the wild. I asked, I asked people this week if they went on zoom dates that during COVID and they paused and said yes. And then I realized, Oh, you went on real dates. You linked. Yeah, absolutely. You all linked. Yeah. People, you were, people all were linking. People were linking during, during COVID. I wasn't one of them, but um, people were definitely linking, hanging out. People were traveling. Um, but you know, yeah, not having had a wild weekend. I, I think I'm due for a wild weekend. though. What's a wild weekend at, at this point though? Um, I've guessed unprotected sex with a stranger, pregnancy scares. Yeah, we're not going to go that wild. What's like right underneath that? Uh, sex with a stranger with a condom, pregnancy scares. <laughs> Even with a condom? <laughs> yeah, you're still scared. <laughs> Ooh, this little piece of rubber. It's going to stop life. Fuck, I'm on earth. You know how much life is around me? Think this rubber is going to stop it? Oh, man. Yeah, no, nah, I don't want a pregnancy scare, though. Well, do you remember what the wild weekend was? Two, two, and three years ago? Um, there's a lot of weed, uh, shrooms. I didn't do any, though. Uh, a lot of naked night pool. Um, yeah. I want you to hang out with, like, me and my white friends. I'm dying to hang out like, with you and your white friends. But, like, you can't, you can't, like, be more. Who do I have to be? You could be, like, Mike. How about Mike? Okay. We'll call you Mike. Okay. And you have to act like the rest of us. And you can't stop us from doing things that you may deem inappropriate. Okay. I'm down for that. It'll happen. I'm, da- I'm, de- I'm definitely down for that. I love partying with white people, though. I went to the Yankee game with my white friends. Well, my white cousins. Uh-huh. Um, like two or three days ago, I went to the Yankees-Red Sox game. And PC culture has, is now in arenas and stadiums. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you're familiar with the... Uh, anytime someone of a fan of the uh, opposite team comes in, they do the asshole chant. Asshole, Absolutely. Ass- okay. That's Yankee culture. Yes. So that was happening, obviously. And security came, like multiple security guards, and stopped them and said it was too vulgar and you can no longer do the asshole chant at Yankee Stadium. No way. Swear to God. Swear to God. What's next? They're going to stop you from doing a wave? <laughs> the ocean wouldn't appreciate that. <laughs> it's a little offensive. <laughs> To some of the uh, less stronger currents yeah, like, in the, the world. What the fuck is going on, man? Like this shit is, but that's what I'm saying. Shit is just, it's just too out of control, man. Everything is offensive. Everything is, you know, insult. It's like, fam, come on, man. Now, who's insulted at being called an asshole? And then, like, what actually in a, in a visiting stadium is, is offended by that? Mind you, the Red Sox fan was standing up and like taking it he all and loved it. Of was course, the entire he thing. knows what it is. Then one of the um, female, I don't know if that's correct. One of the female security guards. Uh, you don't know if it's correct to call her female security. One, one of uh, the what I deemed as 
gender. Yeah, because you don't know what female, she's Female, uh, and I don't know if security guard is yeah. uh, securing the perimeter of right. the stadium for right. everyone's safety. Right. Suggested we shouldn't do that because there was also children present. And I was like, well, how else are the, you're setting this kid up for <laughs> failure in life. Like if the asshole chant at yeah. Yankee Stadium yeah. is too much for him to like, hear, come on. he's in trouble. Absolutely. Like if you, if he's going to have a rough time out you there. You can't grow up as a Yankee fan in the Bronx and be at the Yankee versus Boston Red Sox of all teams. Night game. And not call Boston Red Sox assholes. I, listen. Like, come on, fam. You can't take that from us. Like, you can take, in the take, the fuck, take the popcorn, take the Cracker Jack, <laughs> leave the assholes. Yeah. Now, come on, man. Now, enough is enough. I'm see that. But this is what they're taking. They're taking everything from us at this point. Well, they're selling uh, Bud Light cherry seltzers at... Oh my so, god! So you know, kind of see where so the culture is going. Ass- asshole, but I could order a Bud Light seltzer. Yes, cherry seltzer. Matter of fact, if you're holding a Bud Light cherry seltzer at Yankee Stadium, maybe not asshole. Maybe, hey, I think your team's probably just not as good as ours. Should be the. I champ. don't think you guys are as talented <laughs> yeah. as we are. Your your talent is subpar compared to our the franchise. Fuck out of here, man! This is this is it's just too much, man. That's why I'm, I don't like going out anymore because you don't know what's offensive. You don't know what to do. It's like you have to learn the world all over again. Yeah, more or less. I mean, that's what Cuomo tried to say. <laughs> Didn't really work, though. <laughs> Yo, I had no idea you couldn't grab her titties. Like, when I was growing up. <laughs> when I was growing up, it was just a, a way to say hello. <laughs> Haven't you watched Mad Men? Yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Weirdo. Anyways, um, but yeah, that, that was actually really weird to me. Um, the Yankees won? The Yankees did win. The Yankees been on a roll. Seven, seven innings. It was a, a double header. Um, so the second game was only seven innings. Is that like a new thing they're doing? I was didn't want to sound like the ignorant one at the game, but seventh inning came and I was ready to stretch and everyone was ready to go. And that was over? Mm-hmm. Seven innings. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, I like that. I know they uh, changed a few of the rules in baseball. You now get a runner on like second base if you go to extra innings or some shit like that. Try to speed up the game. Listen, I don't man. know. I don't a good young can't team. say asshole no more, but you can put a runner on second to start the inning. <laughs> In the 10th inning, you can put a run on second. Like, whatever. They took steroids away and look where we are. Exactly. Bring steroids back to baseball. Make baseball great again. I, I completely agree. Yeah, make baseball great again. I, let everyone take every performing enhancing drug. Let's see how far we can take athletics. If everybody, if, if, if it's not illegal, which means everybody could take it, everybody's on the same playing field. Common Listen, sense. I, I'm the complete opposite of what they were saying about Shikari. Let Shikari smoke weed and give her horse tranquilizers and let's see how fast she can run. The fact let's that she, break every record we could find. That's still let's like, do a land speed record as a human. Yeah, like that's still wild to me that they didn't allow her to run because of marijuana. I'm a big supporter, but come Saturday when you guys are hearing that she's racing against against all the uh, three Jamaicans that that won. won. So you, got, bro, you already know. <laughs> I like her too, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her. Yeah, I'm supporting her. I want to see it's her gonna win. Be tough though. It's gonna be tough. It's a little different over there. Yeah, it's gonna be but, tough. Anyways. Yeah, with that said, I don't even know how we, we did a deep dive into sports. Um, well, they took assholes away from us at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> That's how. I was on IG and um, I noticed that uh, if I wanted to, I can have Meek uh, add some decor to my uh, to my place. I thought about it. I thought about hitting them up. Okay. Letting Meek design, do some interior decorating. We have similar algorithms. <laughs> yeah, we do. Absolutely. I was minding my business, scrolling through my IG at an hour that I don't really want to see Meek's face. Yeah. You know, I have no issues with Meek's face, right. but past a certain time, I don't really need to see Meek like yeah. that. Yeah. And I see Meek, um, I believe he had, his legs were crossed in khakis. No, his legs weren't <laughs> crossed. I'm not going to let you do that to Meek. 
<laughs> his legs were across. His posture was fire. He was sitting his on the posture edge. Was amazing. Oh yeah, he was sitting on the Shoulders edge of the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he sitting was, like he was sitting like a man. He was he was in one of those polos that like you don't really know the brand. It's for people that own. It wasn't teams. a polo. He had a t shirt on. <laughs> he had a t shirt. No, family. He had a white t shirt on. I screenshot it. I know you did. He had a white. I think he had an all white t shirt, man. No, he didn't man. have a polo on. Don't it wasn't Lacoste. It put, wasn't polo. Yo, how he had, you like, put Meek he had in one a, of those polo shits that? How you put Meek in some khakis with his legs crossed in a polo? No, he just he had, had some loafers on with it. No, he just had some some uh, some some. Uh, I don't know what type of. Pants. We had a t-shirt on. They tried to Okay, all right. He has a slim, slim fit t-shirt. Yeah. But paired with this with this khaki combo. Like he was trying to give you He's giving you grown, you know, I'm I could still go to I'm Philly. Mature, but yeah. Like maybe downtown Philly. Yeah, I can go to brunch in Philly right now. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's some type of background that appears to be like a, a he was, high-end luxury he was, apartment he, he wasn't in Manhattan. There. Yeah, he wasn't there. That, they definitely added that to the photo. And it says celebrity interiors meek mill and then it has a link underlined where it says shop meek mm-hmm. you shop for meek i'm not shopping meek. i'm not clicking to shop yeah. meek if you don't want Meek to like help you with your interior decorating he meek looked like he could pick out some fire palettes and shit like that meek a lot of leopard i feel like meek would put in your house yeah he give you some good colors a lot of cheetah print good colors a lot of good leather <laughs> he's he seemed like he'll give you a lot of matte black around the house like he'll keep it like you know that that dark that manly bachelor vibe. No, Meek would be like, yo, this whole room, let's just do what they did in Belly. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's what he would do. <laughs> this, is just, this is just a Belly Absolutely. Room. Everything black and white. This entire room. I just want to know how Meek partnered up. And listen, maybe his his eye and his palate is... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He might actually... He, I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I would like to know. Off. I would I like to know if he's really into decor like that. If he's really into like interior decorating and shit like that, that would be like, that's an interesting thing to learn about me. Like, oh shit, you really into like interior decorating? I didn't know that. And I didn't even see here. We could go in the inside the Manhattan home of Grammy Award nominated artist Meek Mill. One, I didn't know he lived in Manhattan and y'all are snitching. If I'm Meek, right. <laughs> just put like tri-state. Right. Yeah, like just give him like a- Manhattan is only yeah, so Yeah, that's like right so here. Big. And then now everybody's going to look at that backdrop and like, okay, I know exactly where that building is. Listen, Meek- I support it. The Hood Olympics have started on, on IG. What are the Hood Olympics? The, uh, the Milk Crate Staircase. People all over the country are trying to climb up a staircase of milk crates stacked on top of each other to see who can make it up and down. I respect it. Um, I respect it too until you start to see people breaking their arms and their legs. Because it's not easy to stand on top of a milk crate by itself, let alone stacking them on top of each other trying to walk up the, the uh, milk crates. I mean, listen, it looks like it takes critical thinking, uh, physical strength, mm-hmm. uh, mental fortitude. Yeah, this looks like mm-hmm. this is some real skill building shit. Yeah, yeah. I will say, though, I'm actually kind of happy social media is getting back to this because I, I do subscribe now. This could be pessimistic. Ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. I miss when social media was just planking and shit. Yeah, yeah. It was a fun time. Yeah. Fun time. I, I, expert social media isn't really for me. Yeah. yeah like, let's all just go do dumb shit and film it. Yeah, let's have fun. Let's, uh, let's ignore all our problems. Yeah, let's, let's have fun. Everybody in the hood come together, stack some milk crates on top of each other. There's been some cash prizes, you know, help people pay some bills. <laughs> A little $200 here, $300 here, you know. I think I can get to the third step. Fourth step. Give me fourth step. Yeah, I, I, I think around the, 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 the third, fourth is where it gets shaky. That's what it's because because milk crates they're the exact same size. So when you stack them, they're literally like, you know, what I mean, it's, there's no room to to wiggle and give. It's like literally you have to. 
So you have to be able to have walk like a ninja. You have to, have to take ninja steps. Shorty was just stretching before. <laughs> this is the, the hood Olympics. You got to stretch before the hood Olympics. You no, got to make don't. sure. You got to make sure your body <laughs> is limber. Yeah, you got to make sure your body is limber. If she maybe she's preparing for the fall. Has anyone made it successfully through? Who is like the Carl Lewis of? I've seen one. I've seen one young lady make it all the way across. She they say she kind of sort of cheated because she like she like basically ran down it, but she made it. You know. Do they drug test with this? Can you smoke weed and participate? All in this? drugs are all drugs are accepted. Encouraged. Yeah, it, 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 they, they encourage you to be high when you try this. Um, preferably, those are not your milk crates. I hope you're not just using the milk crates from your home and going outside and stacking them up. Well, as long as they're regulation size. Um, yes, I think they have people oil. that check the check the crates, make sure they're regulation. Uh, I think they have referees there to make sure that you know you're wearing the right sneakers because they don't want you wearing cleats. You know, cleats can go inside the. The milk crate holes coming and, up with the milk crate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, they make sure you have the right foot, uh, footwear, the right equipment. I'm hearing Nike is great to get behind this. Okay. I'm hearing Puma is at the table as well. Um, so yeah, man, I love it. I love the Hood Olympics, man. Let's let's keep the Hood Olympics going. Anything to keep the community coming together and having a great time. Oh, all right. What, what actually important happened? Um, Sean is back in America as a diplomat. I like that. Shout out, Shout to, out Sean. to Sean, man. It's it's an amazing, amazing story. Sean looks more like President Obama every time I see him on Instagram. I don't think all black people look alike, so I'm not going to agree. No, I, all black people don't look alike, but he has the same low haircut, no beard, same kind of complexion. He, he, he definitely has some grays coming in there now. I think he looks more like Kenny Anderson than uh, President Obama. He, but looks like, he looks like a little bit like Kenny Anderson, but it's definitely, I saw one picture and it was like a quick take. I was scrolling. I was like, was that, oh no, that's Sean. I thought it was President Obama, but Sean is back in America for the first time since being deported in 2009. He is back on the as a diplomat and a representative of Belize. Um, okay. Is he uh, wearing a Yankee Yankee fitted with a suit? I want him to throw the fitted on one time. I he just I, I, he has to throw the fitted on one time for the culture, man. He has to. He has to. This is like this is like come on. This is like full. This is a complete story now. Like the last time we saw you, you were walking in courthouses fighting for your freedom. You know, fighting a case with a Yankee fitted with, on, with different different fitteds on with your suits. And now to come back to America as a diplomat and a representative of Belize. Especially when the when Dipset needs it the most. Oh, my God. To throw the fitted on is, now. Is he going to meet with the locks to like try to clear this whole that thing That would up? be great. Actually, I, they need a representative that would be fire. Right That would be fire for like the locks and, and, and the diplomats to, and to sit down with a real diplomat now. Like that would be that would be fire. And it's Sean. It's Sean Poe. Like are you are you. They were label mates. Yeah. Like that would be crazy. Like that's like that's the culture of hip hop. In a in a nutshell, right there. That's like that photo would be like this is what hip hop. The first time I was ever cursed out uh, in the music business was from Shine. Really? Mm-hmm. He had. Uh, Did you soil your pants? Well, I didn't know the who it was. It was, it was over the phone, and I okay. didn't quite know who it was at first. He had just gotten out of jail, um, mm-hmm. and he stole a contract with Def Jam, and mm-hmm. I was answering phones there as an intern. Okay. And a gentleman with a raspy voice uh, was looking for Gabby. Shout out to Gabby. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Well, she's not available. And I think someone, you know, you'd think someone that just did 10 years might be a little bit more patient. Right. No. He was not patient. No, 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 no. And didn't give a fuck who I was. Yeah. Not that I was anybody. No. But fam, go get Gabby. Yeah. Right now. And I said, well, I, she's not available, sir. I'll have to talk to you later. Yeah. And I hung up and then he called back. And then the louder he got. So you hung up on Sean. I did. And okay. then the louder he got on the second call, I realized, I think this is Sean. Yeah. <laughs> 
Then I think I'm in danger now. <laughs> so I was like, wait, this sounds like a lot like shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I realized, oh yeah, he just got out of jail. Yeah, because it wasn't like a jail phone; it was a regular phone. Right. Um, and I guess for my safety, luckily he did not come into the office. Okay, good, um, good, good. But I, you know, I would have found a, a nice little nook to, to hide in at that yeah, point. Man, you, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, Shine was about, he, I think he'll make a great diplomat because he certainly did not take my no for an answer to go find the person he was, he was trying very, to talk to. Right, he was very persistent. He yeah. didn't take no for an answer. Yeah, I think he'd be a great, well, obviously he's doing a great job. I believe he will be the uh, next prime minister of Belize. Um, <laughs> uh, you follow Belize politics? I, I mean, he's he's well on his way. They love him. He's a great representative of the country. His story, his story is amazing. Like, why not? I, do you know a lot about Belize? I just, um, I have a lot of close friends from there. Yeah. Okay. I have a lot of and close friends from And they're Belize. really into like what Sean is doing. They like it. Yeah. They like what he's representing. Uh, he's representing, you know, that you can be a young man and make mistakes and you can turn your life around. You shouldn't be, you know, outcasted forever from a mistake you made when you were in your 20s. I agree. You know what I, I mean? So he's just representing that. And 10 years was harsh too. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I like that. I, it, it, he, he's a, a an example of what a second chance could do for somebody. So I'm, I'm absolutely behind that. Shout out to Sean. Uh, shout out to Belize and shout out to Puff because he had a lot to do with, uh, um, I read he had a lot to do with uh, Sean being able to come back and, um, you know, represent Belize and, and get his diplomatic. Did he really? That's what I read, yeah. I read, I read that. Yeah, I, so. I wasn't sure whether I don't know Shine, if it's true or not, but I read it. So if, if it is true, shout out to Puff. I wasn't sure where the Shine and, and Puff relationship stood at this point. Oh, no. Nah, I, I think that's... Uh, uh, Shine is... Uh, he's, he seems like he's past all of that. Like, okay. whatever happened then, you know, he's past that. Um, he's moved on and, you know, now he's um, representing his, 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 his home, his homeland. And I'm back in the, back in the States for the first time in 12 years. Oh, well, I love to see that. Great story. I, I like these these types of redemption. Amazing story. Good to Amazing see story. Well. Yeah. Shine has kids too, I believe. So mm-hmm. good good to see that that's happening. Um, yeah, I'm glad he wasn't uh forgot. I was thinking over the weekend what happened, and this kind of ties into this, I suppose. What happened to so many of the first ladies of each rap label? I feel mm-hmm. like every like sub rap label we got, like three or four dudes would make it and then they'd mm-hmm. be like, yo, it's time. Mm-hmm. We're introducing you to the first lady of of Rockefeller. Yeah. Why are they forgotten about so quick? I don't Brent, know. We've had some that have made it. Yeah. Definitely had some that made it, but I feel like at least the early 2000s, like they gave a mill every Just Blaze beat that you could find. Mm-hmm. And then we no longer saw a mill. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened with Sean and Disturbing the Peace. I don't know what happened. Well, we saw what happened with Olivia and G-Unit. She went on to, to have a good career with Love and Hip Hop and all that. Mm-hmm. Are, should dudes just not run the women's side of labels anymore? I feel like they just never make it. They're just gone immediately. I, I think, I think, you, I think it, it definitely would help to have more female representation at the labels working with the female talent. I think that, I think that would help. Cause like with Olivia, it was like, all right, let's introduce y'all. Here's the first lady of G Unit, and it's like, well, she's just gonna sing the hooks mm-hmm. to these uh, violent records, to these and then like lyrics. have a pretty face, yeah. And then we're gonna try to put an R and B album out, yeah, and, yeah, and it, see it, how the fans like it. It was again, it was it was a time in music where that was like it was like the cookie cutter thing. Every label had to have their first lady, yeah, but. I think that approach was wrong. I think that, you know, it, again, it was like you put on a hook. She might have a record that pops. And we then after that, you know, ca- that catches some momentum. Then we could try to record an album. 
Um, but again, I don't know if it was because it wasn't enough female representation as far as, you know, like on the executive side behind these women's uh, their careers. And I think that would help because, you know, women communicate with each other differently than they would with men. Uh, men being executives, sometimes they we just don't get it. We don't understand the female artists. Because I think, I mean, it worked with Murder, Inc., but just I think Murder, Inc. was making female inspired type of music to begin with. So mm-hmm. it's easier to put a Shanti into that system. Right. Everybody else, I feel like, just failed miserably until maybe Cash Money and Nikki, which I guess would be Young Money. Mm-hmm. Did Cash Money ever have a first lady? I'm not sure. Well, no, before that, we got to go back Eve with Rough Riders. Eve with Rough Riders certainly worked. Yeah. That definitely worked. Um, but Eve was definitely of that cloth so it made a little bit more sense like the way Eve was rapping and the type of music she was making yeah I'm thinking like more the first lady R&B shit even though Emil was rapping she still kind of had a melodic oh so you're talking of, about just strictly R&B yeah cause I, I feel well it's tough because a lot of those labels were known for just rap exactly you know what I mean so it's like you're known for rap you're, you're known for this sound and then you want to give us an R&B act it's kind of like oh, it's not really what your algorithm is you know what I mean? Like back then, that probably was the algorithm. Like rap, gangster rap, gangster rap, gang. Now you want R and B? Like, nah, we're not really fucking with that. Well, I mean, I do kind of miss the times where it was you had to have your like R and B hook rap song on every single album. Yeah, I feel like that shit is gone now. When's oh, the last absolutely. time like that that exists? Sixteen girl on the hook. Nah, 16, first of all, it's not even a sixteen no more. Like that alone is not even a thing anymore. I think Drake from time might be the last record that was like that. What, 16 and a hook? Like that style of we're going to rap, put a girl on the hook, mm-hmm. and then we're going to rap again, and the girl on the hook, and then it's over. Like, yeah. you know, the R&B record that yeah. went on every guy's that was the 21 questions, yeah. karma, right, like right. that. Right, that was a prototypical way of uh, making record. Yeah, but uh, you know what? I'm happy that that changed, though. Because in a sense, that's too re- repetitive. It's too. It's the same thing over and over and over. Like, I'm happy now with a lot of the ways that these new artists, they create their songs. It's like... 20 bars, 24 bars, a hook. I do too. And I, and I, I can the hook might that. be first and then like nine bars, like oh, so usually the hook first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of like that. I like that. They switched it up like that. But the way like they do the nostalgic shit. And I mean, I guess all the shit like Berg makes is kind of in that, that realm a little bit mm-hmm. as far as like, let's rap. Then we'll do the hook. Well, the he comes thing. from that. It's just, I feel like other people could start, doing that nostalgia shit a little bit better. Cause I did appreciate when we stopped doing such structured songs, but mm-hmm. now it's getting a bit out of hand where yeah. I don't even know, like I feel for DJs, like where do I even start to yeah. cut this record? Yeah. <laughs> How do I transition into this record? This is insane. Yeah. But you know, again, uh, I think it goes back to just as an artist, you know, it's really, you don't really have any rules. How you choose to create your art is how you choose to create it. Um, I just don't like the fact that all of these younger acts kind of sound alike. Like, I can't differentiate, like, but we talk voices that. that's, and shit. That's yeah. our ear. Like, to everyone. No, to but the a kids, lot of these, they, they, could, they could tell. We can't. Well, yeah, they can tell because they're, they're entrenched in it. So they yeah. can, like, you know, they, they know who's who. And, like, but, you know, us, we just hear a record. I don't, I can't tell the difference anymore. I'm sure they would say about our era, they probably couldn't even tell Nas's voice. No. So against you can people's. tell Nas's voice. Like We can, man. The kids, these kids can't. Well, that's true. It's, it's different type of ears. Speaking of that shit, though, uh, not to get too much into current events, but that, that Lizzo and Cardi thing was interesting to watch these past few days. What happened? I wasn't, I'm not, I'm not. Well, they they put out a record and, and you know, Cardi, anytime she's a, f- a feature, 
comes with a video and the video tends to be a little racy, if you will. Okay. Like, it, you know, people will be t- naked for yeah. the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did a record with Lizzo with the same formula, but, you know, different body type, if you will. Mm-hmm. And naturally the internet interneted and I guess I look at this in a different angle this is the response I felt like they were going for though like uh what everyone outraged not outraged the the body shaming fat jokes as well as people feeling empowered from it I feel like this is what they were getting from because like when they did the WAP video with Meg and Cardi Mm-hmm. Got two reactions. Mm-hmm. People loved to see Megan Cardi be themselves, mm-hmm. body positive, all that type of stuff. And then you got everyone else that was super outraged at a specific topic, which was how could you ever say wet ass pussy? What about the children? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this mm-hmm. is terrible. With this one, you got body positive. We mm-hmm. like our bodies. And I'm sure plenty of people that have these these shaped bodies felt empowered by it. It was great to see that. And then you got outraged people that say, yo, I don't want to see that shit. So th- what else are you trying to provoke from these videos? Right. It almost feels like you know exactly what is going to happen from it. And then you know your outrage response. How could you guys mm-hmm. get mad at us for doing this video? Like it's becoming a formula. It's just that the Lizzo one is a different formula. Well, people are going to react to everything now. We know that. So they, they knew a reaction was coming. Um, but yeah, I can see that being part of it. They knew they knew what was going to come of this. Cardi is obviously pregnant. Um, and then you know the body type thing, and but still being sexy, still being you know. I just I, I feel like now the whole marketing plan for everything, and this is not just I'm not just saying this from the Lizzo video. I say mm-hmm. this with all the ones before it as well. It's just to capitalize on the split outrage opinion of, of what it is, and then to be outraged, out, outraged outraged by the outrage yeah well, now people, we're sitting here yeah. like oh my god why are people saying these mean things but that's gonna about happen, this body man. type that's gonna that happen. was gonna happen yeah that's gonna happen i don't care but if you they, also know that people that have those body types actually feel empowered that yeah. they are now in one of these videos they're being god. represented yeah. exactly it's great but that's what they they everybody's gonna have a reaction everybody's gonna feel some type of way some people are gonna be happy some people are gonna be outraged i think that these artists know that lizzo obviously doesn't give a fuck people anytime she says anything or walks outside well, somebody has something to say about it well, she she did an interview and, and said that she does give a fuck. Oh, really? She said, yeah. Anytime, uh, and I'm paraphrasing. Anytime she's because they had said, yo, you always feel like your chin is always up. You always look super positive all the time. She's like, yeah, I look that way even when I'm really upset. Yeah, yeah she doesn't like the comments as well, which is understandable. But I kind of feel like when you do, you have to understand the world to some degree. When you do a video like this, you know the type of reaction. That oh, is yeah, no, no. Come. They, yeah, they, so they, if, they lean into that. So if you feel like, all right, I know this will affect a lot of people positively too, because mm-hmm. there will be so many people. There's more people that are Love it. are naturally shaped that way in mm-hmm. the world because that's just how humans are right. shaped naturally. Exactly, yeah. You know people are going to appreciate that. So I don't know, just leaning into the negative, I get it, but it felt... It, scripted to me the same way it did with WAP too mm-hmm. when they knew people would be outraged about the kids thing and that's what they focused on yeah let's go after that and yeah, let's but go being let's outraged the back is, and forth for everyone else people definitely market to, to to outrage for sure like we know that that's not a secret that's not that is part of the marketing plan now like how do we get people to be outraged and voice their opinions and go online and start all of these polls and these hashtags and 
you know, that's that's all. It's it's all part of the game. It's all part of just the the numbers and, and algorithms and all this other shit that people play into. But um, I didn't hear the record. More importantly, how was the music? It's cool. I mean, I, I'm I've I'm not the biggest Lizzo fan, like music wise. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to do with her at all. Yeah, I'm but she's not, she's definitely not targeting. A no, of, man, of course, like, of yeah. course not. Mm-hmm. I, do I understand why people love her music? Of course. Mm-hmm. It's catchy fucking music. She makes good music as far as pop style that I know people are going to like. Right. Um, but I mean, it's a song I'm not going to listen to. Yeah. No. But then again, I didn't really like listen to WAP either. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, no. They're not, they're definitely not targeted. Like the Normani song I love. I think it's a really good record. I think the video was amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't go back to the crib like and bang, in my house and I'm like let me throw on this Normani <laughs> had a rough like, I day just, I just don't <laughs> so for me to comment on these types of records it's probably not fair to yeah, the it's artists. not for us it's not they're not marketing towards us they're not targeting us um, but you know we can still listen and give our opinion because that's what you do as a consumer you 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 have the right to give your opinion on what you purchased and you know invested in so it is what it is but uh, I just some of this marketing I, I it's just not working on me. Again, it's not, the marketing's not for me. It's not for But you. the overall outrage that you continue to reply to has to do with the general public. And I don't me, mind the outrage and all of that as long as the music is still of a certain quality. As long as it's not just like, you know, as long as you can tell like, okay, they really made a record. Like this is a record. This is something that's dope. And when you start to just see like the record is trash and you, you can see the marketing, that's when I'm like, oh, y'all just playing a... Y'all just trying to just get the numbers to jump and spike and all of that shit. Like, give us good music because at the end of the day, that's what counts. You know what? You know what's the brilliance of outrage marketing? Like the the sh- the sheer brilliance of it is it makes everyone feel involved and important mm-hmm. and feel like they're part of whatever side of the cause you're on. Right. That's what outrage marketing murders in. Mm-hmm. Like, you have now taken everyone that would not listen to the song. Or care about this song or this They're gonna video. Go listen to it. Now we feel like we're part of it. Yeah. And now not only I feel that, like I'm part of a conversation. Right. And not only that, the people that didn't hear the record, they're gonna see all of the outrage. Mm-hmm. Now they want to see what everybody's outraged about. Like, okay, yeah. well, let me go listen to this record that everybody seems to be either loving or upset about or whatever. I need to just go see what people are talking about. And on top of that, I feel like I feel like every label, manager, marketer, etc kind of uses the barbs as a blueprint when artists start to get a core fan base. Anytime part of, part of what has made Nikki so amazing is her fan base. Mm-hmm. As annoying as we, we say they are a lot, they're brilliant barb, and they're though, dedicated. So. I know you're a barb yeah. and I think you're annoying. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the brilliance of how much anything, anytime something negative happens for Nikki Mm-hmm. it always comes out as a positive because you have that fan base mm-hmm. that is going to drive that shit up in that conversation like you would not fucking believe there'll be so much defending like sometimes i feel like it's better for people to be going against nikki in certain cases mm-hmm. because it gets her fan base so riled up yeah. that they're going to make sure we are going to stream every fucking thing that we can mm-hmm. this we are now part of this cause right and that's how I feel like some of these videos and narratives and interviews go. Lizzo, I know, has a, a, a core fan base mm-hmm. and I'm sure they want to fight for her. Right. What's the best way to fight for her? Let's start a conversation mm-hmm. about, yo, I put this video out. It's body positive. I feel great in it. People are still shitting on me. Everything is to get a reaction. Everything is to get some type of momentum behind something. And, you know, again, like I said, if the music, all of that is fine because I know that's part of it now. But it, 
as long as the music is still of a certain quality and certain level, I don't mind. I'm talking like I care. I was just watching Ozzy Brothers on Tiny Desk. Ozzy I, I cared about that. Tiny Desk? They did, yeah. It came out yesterday. Oh, wow. Yeah. I got to check that. Like, How that's was it? important to me. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> fuck everything else oh, we no, just I, said. I stopped yeah. what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, it's amazing. Yeah? It's amazing. Shout out to Tiny Desk. They, yeah, I got to watch that. I got to yeah, watch they, that. They killed that. They killed I came across... Um, somebody else had a Tiny Desk that I had no... The Dream had a Tiny Desk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I didn't know that. I yeah. had no idea Dream did a, a Tiny Desk. Yeah, you'd be surprised at the amount of acts that... Oh, I got to watch that Ozzy Brothers one. That's I, I can't even believe I haven't seen it yet. It's it's phenomenal. Uh, T-Pain is a really good one. It's, I mean, a couple years old. Yeah, I saw that one. T-Pain, mm-hmm. Body. Mac mm-hmm. Miller's is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that one. Um, no, nah, Tiny Desk is that shit. But uh, I guess now that we're on music, uh, you listen to the Bo Jackson, uh, Alchemist, Boldy James project? Yeah. What you thought about it? I mean... I thought about, you know, maybe hitting you up and seeing if you had any connections of, like I could start, <laughs> I could start small, I could start, I could start yelling five zero on the yeah, corner, yeah, yeah. like you could start me out at a young, <laughs> I could yell Squale from the yeah, corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's a really really good project. Um, I like Boldy James, man. Like, yeah, I like I, I like I like Boldy James a lot, man. I like I like his style. I like the fact that you know he's. I respect the artists that are just themselves and they're not trying to sound like anybody else. They're not trying to look like nobody else. They're not trying to like fit into a certain, you know, mold of what's going on. They're not like I still respect because, again, that's what, you know, I was raised on that. That's why mm-hmm. how I came up listening to music. I respected artists like that. And Boldy is a is a is a representative of that type of artist where it's just like I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm not really paying attention to what's going on out here. I'm only moving when I want to move and what feels right to me, what sounds right to me. That's what we doing. I respect that. Why hasn't um, Griselda done a soul Griselda tour? Just Griselda? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm Looking sure they at the have. the last year. Yeah, I'm sure they have it in uh, in the works. I'm sure they've talk, talked about it. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure it'll happen. I'm sure it'll happen. They have the, the roster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they definitely have the roster. Um you know, with Westside, you know, his brain and his uh, his curation and and just the things that he's doing with art and everything like that. I think it would be it's a it's a it's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm more than positive that that's coming. I'm, I'm sure that that's already being uh put together. Um, But yeah, I know it, it's coming because when you start to look at their roster, it's like, whoa, like they have some really serious acts and the numbers that they're doing, you know, with the music and with merch and shit like that. And then you know how everything looks. Everything is like a is like a collection of piece. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm more than positive. Griselda tour is definitely coming. yeah, or or some type of just one off festival. Mm-hmm. If it's in Buffalo, if it's in Atlanta, mm-hmm. no, they're definitely they, going to go on. They, they can definitely tour. A roster now that's so act, active as far as you know, fans will actually come out. They have mm-hmm. that type of mm-hmm. core fan base. But yeah, just yeah, it was just random in there. Um, did you see the Little Wayne? Uh, Interview with uh, Emmanuel Acho, I believe is his name. Uh, if I if I mispronounce that, I apologize. But he has a platform called Uncomfortable Conversations. Um, he talked about mental health with Wayne. And typically, when there's Wayne interviews as of as of recent, outside of his podcast stuff, they haven't been the greatest. I feel like people have thrown a microphone in Wayne's face when 
it probably didn't need to be there at the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't think Wayne was in a place to even really have those type of conversations. Mm-hmm. This was the complete opposite. Yeah. This was a, a really good conversation. Wayne got into uh, trying to commit suicide, his, his depression. Um, I was kind of, I was a, a bit more shocked at the response of it, of people feeling like Wayne, like, damn, I never would have thought that of Wayne. And I'm like, have y'all been listening? <laughs> I mean, one of my favorite Wayne songs, I feel like dying. <laughs> yeah. In no way would I say he's one of the first artists to like get into mental health stuff, but his whole career, I've really felt like Wayne has been crying for help like a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we, we talked about that before. I think we may, may have touched on that a little bit. Pause. But, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm glad he Wayne is at a space where he could talk about it and mm-hmm. um you know hopefully he, he's continuing to get the help that he needs um and the love and support that he needs because he is one of our treasures he's again i always say like to me wayne is one of the most important pieces in hip-hop um one of the realest pieces in hip-hop because for him to you know put his ego to the side and move out of the way and allow nikki and drake to become the stars that they became when he was at the height of his career i don't know any i don't know if we've ever seen that happen before where an artist as big as wayne was you know stepped out of the stepped to the side and allowed his artists to shine and become the superstars that they are and and his only issue with that entire thing was why did drake fuck one of my side chicks while i was in records only time he kicked up some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the only, the only riff like, he had. why would he do that? Yeah, it's like, you know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. It's just, like, we don't, we don't really, we got to really respect Wayne, man, because that's not something that a lot of people are willing and know how to do, which is put their ego to the side, especially when you are as big of a star as Wayne and, you know, to just literally say, you know what? I'm going to put my shit on hold and let my crew eat and let them shine and let them become mega stars and let them change the culture and change the game and you know that that just does not happen we do not see that we usually see the superstar then have these younger acts or these acts up under him and hear them making a record and he takes the record for himself mm. and you know keeps furthering his career and his stardom that's what we're used to seeing we're not used to seeing the guy say you know what nah hold on let me get out the way let them go let them yeah. so you know for me forever Wayne is you know one of my favorite people just for that alone like I, that that's that takes a lot of of you know it's a certain type of person that that will will do something like that i mean i was shocked that he was saying he knew at a really really young age that he did have mental health problems because you see with you know wayne's not your typical child star but he's a child star absolutely he's a he's a child star and he went through a lot of trauma and typically those child stars don't realize that mental health problem until way Mm -hmm. later on Mm -hmm. and he was talking about suicide at 12 years old yeah and to feel that way at 12 and then be a superstar. Well, let me not say superstar right away, but a star from when you were 14 mm-hmm. to now and you have not killed yourself mm-hmm. is crazy. And I, that's crazy. And I like, I like, and I this. love that it didn't happen. Yeah. I just want to make that. No, clear. absolutely. But I like this for Wayne because I think that if anybody can actually make, you know, therapy and talking about mental health, cool and, and okay would be somebody like Wayne because he doesn't really talk a lot. Yeah. He doesn't sit down. He's so, you know, he's not doing this because, you know, it's the wave right now and it's what everybody's doing. He, he, you can tell it's coming from a genuine place. And, um, 
you know, he's just that type of figure where if he's sitting now talking about it and he's saying like, you know, you have to get therapy, even if you feel like you don't, you should. It's, you know, mental health is part of physical health. It's just the way you go to the gym. You need to go to therapy and sit down and talk to somebody. Um, and because that can help you understand certain things, certain traumas that you might be suppressing, especially being a, a superstar like Wayne. You have all of this money, which means you have access to whatever you want. Mm. So if you want to abuse drugs, it's dangerous because you have so much money that you can supply your habit and end up in a position where, you know, you, you spiral out of control and want to kill yourself and all of these things. So I like the fact that, you know, if, if Wayne is going to sit down and address this mental health thing and talk about his issues and put them out there, I think it hits more coming from Wayne because he really doesn't sit down and talk to people and he doesn't. Yeah, so, you know, he's not doing this just to catch a, a moment. Yeah. Like he's really doing this because it's something that he cares about and it's something that he wants to put out there to help other people that are dealing with the same he'll, thing. He'll slip in on a Solange record and say, I tried to kill myself and it didn't work. I was so mad. Mm -hmm. But I had an interesting, this is random off topic, but not really. Um, at the Donda show, I had a halfway sarcastic but serious conversation with a gentleman. I, I won't say his name, but certainly famous and has been famous for a long time and has talked about his grievances with fame and with mental health. Mm-hmm. And we were watching the Kanye show and I said to him, man, it must be nice to find religion as a rich person instead of a poor person. Mm -hmm. And his eyebrows went up and he was like, I completely disagree. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, when people are finding religion when they're poor, it's usually because they have nothing and they're trying to find something with hope and with actual faith. Mm -hmm to survive the day because they don't have anything really material that can keep them going. The only thing they have is hope. Right. <laughs> so they need something to believe in and this will continue to have them work every single day, even if it looks like there's no light at the end. And he was like, nah, man, as when you're rich, trying to find religion means you've attained every last thing you thought you ever needed in your entire life. And you're still empty and mm. you still have nothing going on. Like we said, poor people with religion, like, yeah, that's their way to go. They bring their family there. It's it's something that keeps this family unit together and everything. Usually when rich and famous people find it, it's because they have had, they have everything. And right. they thought that's all they ever needed. Mm -hmm. And now they're just this empty vessel and they have to go find it. So like we're watching the Donna thing, not to say he was saying this about Kanye West at all. Right, right. But it was like, this is an example of, of someone that has reached the highest successes of success and still can't figure it out like mm. you realize you could still be that person waiting for the bus and it's not going to matter what your god is if you're not happy yourself <laughs> yeah it's not it's, it's all it's all within it's all you know again you can have all the money in the world you can have all the success and fame and stardom but if you're not you know when you're alone and in, in, in your home and you're in bed with your own thoughts and everything that's who you are you know what i mean everything outside the home and you know people love you for and what they recognize you for your talent and your god-given abilities you know that's th that's good too but if you don't have something inside of you where you're at peace with yourself and you have a certain understanding of who you really are you know what yeah. i mean the minus the, the the lights and the and the cameras who you are as a person and you know if your mental health is not there and you have a lot of issues in your family your household that you're dealing with those are the things that make you who you are. You know what I mean? Everything else is just what God has given and, you know, it brings people to you and people show you love or, you know, what you what you deem to be love 
and appreciation. But if you're not right within, none of that shit matters. You know what I mean? That shit is like, you know, it's okay for the moment. But again, mm-hmm. once the noise stops and once the cheers stop and once the arena is empty, who are you? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, I agree with them to some degree, but I also said, uh, yeah, there's also people that are paying 10% of their tithes to their church and are making, you know, $300 a week. Mm-hmm. This guy just rented out an arena to go through his episode. <laughs> so don't talk Listen, to me. I mean, you go through your episodes however you can, you know what I mean? However you can get your shit off and, you know, and, it's a little, and little different. Your therapy, yeah, get your therapy shit off. Like, it, you know, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, if you're not right within, like, that shit don't matter. So I was sitting home, man. I was thinking about a lot of things that I just hate, like things that annoy me. Okay. And one of the things that really annoys me is when people screenshot who they're on FaceTime with and then post it on social media. That shit really bothers me. It's an invasion of privacy. Why? Let me, let me just ask simple questions. Why? Why, why, uh, why, why do that? They want us to see who they're on FaceTime with. That's, that's the easy one. That's right to it. Why? Look they at, want us to look see at this person because I don't I'm really not that cool with this person so I want the world to know that I'm cool with this person if I was that cool with that person I wouldn't do that but I hate that I'm gonna be honest I don't that just is just it just eh. it's the lay, of the, weird. lay of the land at this point lay and and you land. just never don't how do you know what the lay of the land how many I know the lay of the land. the land I've laid on the land <laughs> I've laid a lot of this land you have you and your forefathers yes <laughs> You stole a lot of <laughs> stole a lot of this land too, <laughs> but we gonna talk about that. We prefer lay of the land. Oh, okay. Now listen, I, yeah, I, yeah. I get it, man. So, so Native Americans, yeah, let's lay on this. Let's lay on this land right here. That you, we brought that some you people own. over here and said, "Y'all lay on it for us." Exactly. Oh my god. I also hate when people like, you know, when you have a text conversation. And please don't do this, Rory. If I pass away before you, God forbid. But please don't post text messages between us. <laughs> Like when I gave you encouraging words. I don't even know if I've ever given you encouraging words through text. You haven't, by the but way. If, but if I have, don't ever be like, yo, you know, Matter I got to keep it going for more. Like, because, you know, this is my guy. Don't screenshot any of my text messages and post them. Please don't do that. Matter of fact, the most encouraging thing you've ever texted me was, man, we not going over there tomorrow. <laughs> That's as far as it goes. That's as far as it goes. That's the most encouraging thing I've ever heard. My man, I ain't hey, going over. Look, it worked out though. Listen, man, fuck that. We so ain't I'm going over it was there. Encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck that. We ain't going over there. No, that that is always kind of weird to me. Yeah, I don't understand. It's like, bro, like I'm more than positive that person did not want that to be public information. Like, yeah, you and know it's what I mean? it's typically from the people that were never that close with you. I just all. don't. It's just certain shit about that just rubs me wrong. Like, I still don't. I don't even know what to do. Like if somebody posts on their social media, like someone that passed away, do you like that picture? Like, I don't like that this person passed away. I always get awkward that one too. I've accepted now that it's okay to like that, but it took me like three or four years to be like, all right, you're saying this person died. Yeah. I don't like, why would I like this? I don't like this picture, but you know, I'm I'm prayers to the family and, and to you and your friend, but I don't know if I should like this picture. I, and I shouldn't laugh, but I laugh more at the people that post like the text message combos that like are mad regular. Mm-hmm. Like I could see, all right, if there was some cool, like really long paragraph encouragement you gave me, like, I just want to show how positive this person was in my life. Like mm-hmm. they really helped me. Like, let's keep this message going on. I've seen people like really post text message combos, like 
though, you, where we at tonight? Yeah, like, yo, he was such <laughs> an exciting person. He always, he always went out. He oh. was so vibrant. Like, no, fan. He was asking what the move was. Who was it that posted a DM from somebody, like a celebrity, somebody that DM? It was a girl. And she posted a DM from a celebrity, somebody that passed away and was like, damn, I should have answered this DM. Oh, I remember that. that. Was the I forgot who that was. Shit. I do remember that, though. That was the nastiest <laughs> shit in history. I was like, there's no way she really did that. She did not post that. I also hate when people post like them holding like their grandmother or grandfather's hand like while they're dying in the hospital bed. Yeah, I've been to a why lot of funerals. Why are you posting a dead hand? My, my phone out, but yeah, like uh, people you? grieve the way they grieve. No, just not man, my type nah, of that shit is weird, bro. That shit is not for. That's not for social media. I'm sorry, that's not. That's an intimate family moment. That's something that you should cherish with your family and your loved ones. You should not be putting that on a social media platform. I'm sorry. You should not have be holding your your, your grandparents' dead hand and posting a. That's just not for social media. I'm sorry. Listen, I it's not something I would do if that's the way someone wants to grieve. That's fine with me. What's not fine with me is when you was kind of just like a pop to him and you try to post all these blurry photos that he was clearly trying to not be in with he you. He's trying to move out the way. <laughs> it's like they're all like weird sneaky photos. Like yeah. he was he was in the booth. I hate the sneaky photo. <laughs> the sneaky photo don't is Don't sneaky like, photo me when I'm dead. I don't even, you know, I'm, I'm just like, if I see somebody take a sneaky photo now, I don't even say nothing about it. I just stop. I just completely stop fucking with them. And they'll, they'll never know why. I don't even tell them why. Yeah. I don't even tell him why. I'm like, oh, come on, I saw, I saw that sneaky shit you did. Like, I'm not I'm not fucking with you. How would you, I guess we'll try to flip this into the, the male gender thing because I've, I've only seen it the other way. I've always seen when people pass, a lot of women come out the woodworks and say we were dating and all that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Where would you be at if, if un- for some reason your girl passed away mm-hmm. and like a lot of guys came with some posts? <laughs> What are you asking me? <laughs> I want to know what you while you were grieving your girlfriend's loss, you then had to deal with these dudes just posting text message conversations, sneaky photos, other shit. Man, that's that's a tough position because it's almost like you're grieving, obviously, but it's like now you like, I don't even know who I'm grieving over. Like, who is this? Who was she? Yeah. Like she lived a whole separate life that I had no idea about. Oh, I thought you meant the other people. No, no, no. I'm talking about my girl. If, she, if a whole bunch of guys are posting text messages and pictures with my girl and I didn't know who they were. I would, and, and not old photos. Like if this was before me, I'm not tripping. Like if you know. You, you, so for sure. Yeah, I understand. I'm talking about like, oh, no, I know that outfit. Like I know where she went that day. I remember, like, <laughs> I remember she told me she was going shopping that day. No, she yeah. went shopping. Yeah, like, <laughs> She didn't tell me who she was going yeah, shopping with. Crazy. She spent no money. Came exactly. back with mad bags. Yeah, it's like, oh no, shit like that. It's like, damn. Like I really didn't. I really didn't know her at all. But like, could you condemn the dead at that point, or do you just kind of have to? You got to. You got to take. Like, that think on about the chin. your last memory. Of yeah, that. you got to take. That's, that's you got, your girl. Yeah, you got to take that on the chin and just and like still support her family. Absolutely, you have to. Because you want to. You want to be honorable. Like no matter what you know happens, you still want to be honorable. You still want to you know, carry yourself a certain way, it, it's going to hurt. Like, you're going to feel like, damn, my, my girl was out here just friends with everybody. But you got to be honorable. You can't condemn your girlfriend because of Okay. That. Now, other side of that coin, I know you would never do this, but let's say you would do that because we have no women on mic right now. Do you think you owe to your partner that you may have 
didn't know if you were Assad or didn't know if you were just one of many. Do you not owe it to him to still hold it down after death? Do you not owe it to Shorty? Like if you were the side dude, you can grieve privately. Yeah. Like if you held it I've down, actually, I was alive. Shut the fuck up when I'm dead. But I've seen, I've actually seen that. Like I've been, you know, to some funerals for friends and they've had girlfriends. You know what I mean? And you can always tell who the side. It's like she's a little too distraught. Nobody yeah. really knows her. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, yo, why is she crying that hard? It, yeah. You know what I mean? Why that hurt? Why that hurt so much? <laughs> I've but seen it, but that's Look, why you need your. Up. That's why you need your friends after death too yeah. to cover for you. Like she's just an emotional. I'm not person. gonna lie. Like we, yeah, like we've been. Me and the homies have been, you know, to unfortunately to some friends' funerals, and it's funny because when you spot the side, and she going crazy and crying, like I've had a moment. I, this is a true story. We in the we in the funeral home, and the sides start going crazy. Yeah, but we knew her. Like of course. We know because it's the homie. He told us about it. She going crazy. So me and home, me and my homie are sitting like it's like two people in between us in in in, in the row. And so I got my head down and I kind of just turned and looked at my homeboy. <laughs> he started laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, fam, I got to get out of here because I don't want to be seen laughing at a f- in this, in this funeral home. But we knew what we were laughing at, like because we yeah. had to talk. We like, yo, she's definitely gonna show up. And she's definitely gonna go crazy. And you know your man's would probably be laughing with y'all at that time too. Of course he was. <laughs> or probably like, yo, can y'all please get Somebody. her, get her out of here? Like, yo, <laughs> like, yo, you dead, fam. It's nothing that's gonna happen to you. But right then, now. D- does it matter more for you to hold it down and be like, yo, we don't even know that girl? Oh, I think that's just a stranger off I'm the street. Hold, I'm holding it all the way down. Yeah, never. Why she's a crisis actor? <laughs> but but the girl know, like, she know which friends to ask. Like, we not, we are never telling you like course, that was his side. Never. That's never happening. We're not doing that. You got to hold it down for your homie forever. Yeah, I feel like the grieving process is like really selfish sometimes. You, ha- it has to be depending on what your role and position was in a, in a person's life. Absolutely, it has to be. Like, if you a side chick. Yo, try to hold it down. I know it's a sad time and all that, but you knew what it was. You know, this man was married or he got a girlfriend and, you know, it's like you can't come to the funeral home crying, going hysterical. Like, play the cut. Not saying you can't cry, but play the cut. Don't go up to the casket all laying on him and pulling. It's like, yo, if I, girl if I sitting die, right here, man. <laughs> like, if, if I die, you have an extended contract. Absolutely. Like, you, the side contract cannot end the day I die. No. No, it's still extended. Yeah, maybe like five, six years. Yeah, absolutely. once she gets if over it, 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 it she it finds a way. She finds a new dude. But you gotta, you gotta You're hold okay it to down. Yeah, you gotta hold it down, though. You gotta hold it down. How long after, if you're married mm. and you pass away? How long after? You know, I mean, I, you don't have no say. You're not no longer on, on on earth. But how long after would you be like happy in your afterlife for your girl to move on and like date other people? Like, what's a sufficient amount of time for her to grieve and, and then move on? Define move on. You know, start. Are we saying just some dick? Are we saying uh um yeah a, a dating relationship? Yeah, like how long okay, how long after you die can you your girlfriend at the time of your death, how long after would it be okay for her to like suck dick? <laughs> like without you in your grave start punching like the grave. <laughs> like start kicking the grave. Like how long after is way, it like okay? Moving on, dating, relationship, all everything was just fine in my head and I was gonna answer that like I was kinda cool with pretty early until you said suck dick. Yeah. And like, I was like, Yeah, no, we're getting right, right to the pain. We're going straight to the pain. Cause you know that shit hurt. 
Okay, uh, can I add some stipulations into this? We can negotiate. Go ahead. Am I allowed to haunt her? That's hating. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's hating. How is haunting? Nah, you hating? You hating? If you haunt your girl because she's sucking dick after you die, you hating. God man. makes the rules. I'll make you the rules. Hating. If I'm allowed in the, no, the haunt hating. VIP that's, section, that's hating. That's hating. Don't you can't haunt your girl for that. No, you can't haunt your girl for that. Not for sucking dick. No. I mean, I wouldn't want to be in the room like when she went to the bathroom to wipe her mouth yeah, off. Like you can see then it. I want to pop up in the mirror. Because like, uh, Matt, <laughs> <laughs> look what you want to do. Like I don't want to watch. You I don't want to haunt. But like, if you, I'm not really Casper the Friendly right, Ghost like, in that way. That's perfect. Say you can see it though. Like you, 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 you moved on to another realm and your spirit. You're in the spirit world now, right? We don't mm-hmm. know what happens after that. Let's just say what you can see, world. what you can't see. Yeah. Like, would you want to be like there? Like, because the movie Ghost, right? I know. Would you want to be there and like see your girl like sucking her, her, her next dude off? And then like, what if it's somebody you know and she told you like, oh, like he ain't, you know what I mean? It was one of those like, oh, please, I don't even look at him like that. Here's my fear. She would come to heaven and then we'd reunite and then I'd have to question. Wait, wait. wait then I'd have to, then I'd have to question her body that. count. How you, <laughs> like, how what you did when I die? What you doing? What you doing for her to get to heaven? Like, because you said that too, like, yeah, she going to come to heaven. Like, what you mean? Well, she could suck dick and still go to heaven. No, absolutely. <laughs> I know she can, bro. I'm just saying, like, how does she pass? What happens? Is this something like that you orchestrated? She died like giving roadhead. <laughs> she died in a car accident giving Doan to some other dude. That's not funny. That's terrible. All right, so she comes to heaven, and then what? You arguing in heaven now? Well, if I didn't see what was going on, yeah, like maybe I have to ask, like, you know, it's been 50 years. What if I passed really young and she lives her life? Right. And then all of a sudden she got other kids. Now I got to raise them in eternity. Like, I don't want to be a stepfather in eternity. Yeah, that's I have true. questions. Yeah. At least if I see and know <laughs> what's going on, I can move on in the spiritual world and go find a nice young woman that hasn't an been, angel. been tainted by life. Yeah, an angel. You can find an angel. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I see where you're going with it. Listen, terrorists get what? 75 virgins when they murder people? Yeah, something like that. There's got to be crazy. some shit up there. Yeah, something for us for sure. I don't, I don't need her anymore. But you didn't answer the question. How long after can she suck dick? After you die? Uh, Tough. I know. It hurts. Even in the afterlife, it hurts. Here's the thing. I've been very sad before and I've grieved before. Mm-hmm. And I've been pretty vulnerable and easy to fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm, I might have to let her... Let her go on her journey pretty quickly. Right into it? That's a man. Yeah. Damn. Okay. I received it. I got I got I guess I gotta respect that. I got I guess I gotta respect I'm that. only saying that because what happens when she also gets up to heaven and realizes heaven has been like this crazy orgy party and she's like, Well, you was up here doing this and then we're in an argument. That's definitely something like, the fucking up say. the orgy in heaven. Yeah. So Okay. Well, pretty quick got? for you. What you got, like 40 years? Um, somewhere, give or take. <laughs> like, somewhere along the lines of, you know, five, 10 years maybe. Yeah, for sure. I, she can have sex pretty quickly and I'm all right. I feel like sucking dick takes effort. Yeah. Like you thought about that. Why does that always hurt more? It's the, I don't know. It's the mouth. I, I don't know why sucking dick hurts way more. It hurts way more. Way fucking more. Yeah, it's just like you really, like you got... You had to get in that position. I feel like anyone could lay there and get fucked. Mm-hmm. And like, even if it's consensual, you're still like, ah, maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. Men and women have both done that during consensual sex. Like, yeah. I shouldn't be doing we this. Shouldn't right. be, yeah, we, we should shouldn't not be, be fucking sex. right now. Yeah. This was a mistake. I yeah. should not. And still be fine afterwards and it's not yeah. a thing. Sucking dick though, 
You gotta like, be like you. That's work. Yeah. And if your girl's a head monster too, and she takes her craft seriously, ooh, ooh, she, uh, your girl a head monster for the next one. That hurt. <laughs> ooh, because you know. And what if he's not even like supportive? <laughs> like, what if he doesn't even walk her through the grieving process? Oh man, that's hilarious. We are some sick dudes. I just thought about that. No, nah, death is inevitable. We should think it about is. these things all the time. It is. But she I hate the small talk. I hate the small talk right after sex too, though. After you fuck a yeah, girl like whose husband just died, or just no, in no, no, just oh, in okay. general, like just small talk after sex. Why? Because I'd rather just like eat some cereal and go to sleep, or just watch TV or something and pass out. I don't want to really talk. Um. Well, not so much these days, but I used to be insecure sexually, so I use that small talk time to like figure out if like I did alright. Like I would try to find little cues. You ask you you be asking. Like, no, I would no. I I had too much pride to ask, okay. uh-huh. and I was too incompetent to just know that I beat that up. So but I would you, try to find like little. But you can you can you can tell like if she get up and start like, you know, fucking rearranging the living room and shit like that. Like you really didn't put no. it down like you was. I used to think like when she'd want to like, you know, kind of fake cuddle, like kind of snuggle into my shoulder real quick after mm-hmm. we fucked. In my mm-hmm. head, I was always like, oh, no, nah, I beat that up. That's yeah. what I used to think. Then I, I started to then I started to realize like, oh, no, she just thinks I'm a good person. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. She wants to maybe I'm you. boyfriend material. Or maybe she was like, damn, like, let me just console him because he really didn't do a good job. But I don't want him to feel <laughs> bad about human himself. Being. Yeah, it's like, I don't want him to feel bad about himself. Let me just pet him a little bit. That male ego kind of kicks in when you realize that you're just boyfriend material and you're not like just knock it out material. Which what what would you rather be, though? At this point in my life, boyfriend material. But at when I was like really fucking around, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I kind of took offense to like why you thought I was that. Like I'm not as supportive. I was lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, I don't know. For me, it depends on the woman. Like some women, it's like, I don't care if she looks at me like boyfriend material or not because mm-hmm. I'm never going to be her boyfriend. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, we know that for a fact. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, uh, okay, I don't care if she looks at me that way. No, that, that actually just used to break my heart a lot. Like, I really thought I was tearing shit up. And it was like, no, you just seem like you're a stable human being and you care about my feelings. And that's why I'm giving you this confidence to think that you just beat it up. It was a rough thing to, to, uh, to face more. To accept. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Especially when you thought you was putting in work. You're yeah. sweating and shit and she's just like oh. Meanwhile she's calling me at 4am like you know she wants the dick No she just wants to talk about her feelings <laughs> And in return she's gonna give me some <laughs> pussy <laughs> That's really all it is Like I'm someone that she could confide into Right She knows I'll understand It'll be good conversation Oh, And you know she'll give me some pussy in return That's really how that transaction went You know How many, how many sexual partners do you have that you absolutely regret? Like you see them now, like in public, and you're like, "Yo, why did I ever?" Uh, I got a handful. Yeah, I'm saying I got a handful. I saw, and that one. doesn't count the ones that I would take to the grave that don't even count because they're in the grave. Oh, like, well, I, God, we all have those. I would never we all, admit. Yeah, it's some, it's some that I'm telling you right now. You would never even know. Never, I would never expose that information to anybody. My my regret rarely comes from the sex. It it comes from what happened after. What happened after? No, just like who I found out who they were as people. Like, that's where my regret comes at this point in my life. Okay. I regret fucking you because I, I do think... I had no business sleeping with no, you. I, not even to get on some deep shit, but I do think 
like sex energy is is sexually transmitted for sure like i really feel <laughs> like I've, I've got well yes of course <laughs> those i don't regret because they taught me a, a lesson in mm-hmm. penicillin mm-hmm. Uh, but no I've, I've regretted like literally confining and, and sharing sexual experiences with people and realizing they were fucking dirtbag mm-hmm. insane women Right. That's where my regrets come from. Yeah. I've had bad sexual experiences with people, but I didn't regret it. Like it just happened that way. But no, it only came out to who you were as a human after. <laughs> like, why would I stick my dick yeah, inside like, it? Just like not, bumminess is sexually transmitted. For sure. I, I You took all your bumminess and now I have part of that on me. <laughs> like, I definitely understand when women find out like some of the, the, the women that I've slept with and they'd be like, I get it because they knew like what type of woman that was like, yo, Okay, maybe she's pretty, like me, you know, whatever, cool, but she's trash, though. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, and we don't, as men, we don't understand that. We just think it's like, oh, yeah, you hating. But it's like, no, they know something about that woman on a deeper level. Yeah. So, like, yo, you should never be like laying down with this woman. I'm going to ask a, a, a question to our new reoccurring guest in the corner. Yeah, I'm looking at you. At what age should a man really start respecting his dick? Like, you should stop fucking them type of chicks. Just need a number. Curious. Uh, Where you'd give some leverage, like, all right, you was 24. It's okay that you was still fucking them. Um, I think it's different for each man. Probably around the time he starts getting money and he can afford to fuck better. So, 27? Wait, we just uncovered something. So, when niggas get money, they fuck better? I was about to say, that was the stupidest thing I ever heard. <laughs> if you couldn't hear her, she said, as soon as they start getting money, and then threw in 27. But, yeah. <laughs> what's his name? Tell us about him. Yeah. When men should start trying to aim to fuck better women and caring about who they fuck, and that should be when they start getting more money, they should start care about things, caring about things like that. I think you so th- when you're a bum-ass nigga, you could just be fucking bum bitches. Okay. Wait, first of all, no. I completely I fucked some nice ones when I was... <laughs> I, yeah. Some of the best pussy I got was when I was broke. And then I had some money sure. and did some dumb shit. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, you're the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, there should be some type of age, I feel like, with people in general. And I know yeah, age is subjective, maturity is subjective. You got to go through that phase of, you know, you're young and you're just having fun. And it's going to be some casualties that you're going to be like, ah, uh, what was I thinking? But... I agree. As you get older, you should definitely like it's certain things you should just not fall for anymore. She brought up when you start getting money is when maybe that should happen. Mm-hmm. I think if you stop doing that, you'd get to the money quicker. <laughs> if you stop fucking? If you, no, stop fucking bum people. Oh, like yeah. back to that energy being not like yeah, it's what, and it's not just fucking, but that changing your entire. Uh, thinking in right. that type of way I agree will get, get you the money quicker it definitely all correlates for sure Absolutely. but sometimes when you have money and she's a bum like you know makes you feel better like you're really helping the community yeah you, you gotta give back you gotta give back to the needy man there's nothing wrong with that I respect it <laughs> that was a random tangent completely but necessary very necessary OnlyFans <laughs> has announced that they will be blocking Sexually explicit content starting October 1st. This is the end of an era as we know it, Rory. No, it's the end of a company as we know it. <laughs> but an, an, an era as well. Who is the CEO of OnlyFans? I have no idea. 
That's the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. But it might be the best thing that ever happened to us, Rory. That's like the CEO of Google saying, yo, stop searching shit on my website. Yeah. No more searching. I don't want no one searching or typing in on my website. But the only reason why this is a little different is because, you know, it, it came a time where, you know, OnlyFans took off and, you know, the 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 sexually explicit creators. Mm-hmm. Which are like, creators. Yeah, they're creators. They felt like, you know, they started to walk with a little bravado, a little ego. They felt like they didn't need us. They felt like, you know, they were better than us. You're speaking from OnlyFans or you think they don't need us? Because no. I'll show you my subscription. OnlyFans. They need me. Oh, yeah, no, they, they definitely, but they didn't feel like they did. My overhead is crazy on OnlyFans. So <laughs> why do you have an overhead on OnlyFans? <laughs> but now that this platform is blocking sexually explicit content, oh, we might start to get those good morning texts again. <laughs> You know, we oh, so might you think we'll be back in the mix oh, for free. Oh, for sure. It's nah, they about to run Patreon up crazy. <laughs> That's nasty. Is it? Nasty. I don't think it's nasty. Going to Patreon to get naked is crazy. I'm but not why? mad at it though. Listen, I, here's the thing. Because all you gotta fans. do is give them a guitar. Like if you naked playing the guitar, I think it works on Patreon. I'm sure that the CEO of OnlyFans, whoever it is, is smarter than me and better at business than me. His so name don't... is Tim Stokely, I believe. Yes. Okay. Tim Stokely. Uh, he's the OnlyFans founder. I don't know if he's the CEO. He's the founder. Cool. I'm sure he's smarter than me, but as someone that is a consumer of his product, mm-hmm. which is OnlyFans, mm-hmm. sometimes you may create a product or create a platform with an idea of what you want out of it. Mm-hmm. And then a whole wave of consumers come in for a specific thing. And sometimes you have to hit them with a little audible you have to Omaha at mm-hmm. the line mm-hmm. and go, we're only going to throw this pass for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. If you don't lean into that, pornography is what you call it because a lot of OnlyFans is just chicks and the same shit they're on in Instagram. But mm-hmm. why is he not leaning into the pornography shit? Just become that. Like, what's wrong with that? Pornography is a billion dollar business. Absolutely. Just become that shit. Patreon's already doing everybody else with paywalls. Vimeo has a paywall. Mad people have paywalls. Just be the porno paywall. Let's read something from Daily News. It says OnlyFans will ban will ban sexually explicit content starting in the fall in an effort to comply with its financial partners. On October 1st, the London headquartered company will start prohibiting the posting of any content containing sexually explicit conduct. OnlyFans said in a statement Thursday, according to Variety. Um, yeah, so. Well, I'm sure... Some other creator, if you will, read that headline and already has the platform that it will be strictly dedicated to that. And if you don't think the women that do that type of content aren't the ones that know how to get to the bag and aren't smart enough to move the fuck on. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we about to make it. We about to make another billionaire. Absolutely. OnlyFans was around before it became the sexually, you know, explicit type of content. But that absolutely blew OnlyFans into what it is now. And for the women that are porn stars, too, I thought it was such a great platform because I I know we always sit here and always talk about musicians, artists, everyone that gets robbed by labels and bootlegging and, you know, everything that we know artists have went through Mm -hmm. from getting their music stolen and not getting paid for it. Right. Porn is probably the most bootleg thing on earth. Absolutely. So finally, as a porn star where I get paid one fee to some website and then mm-hmm. that shit gets pirated throughout the entire world mm-hmm. forever. I don't really see a dollar outside of me doing one scene for a fee. Mm-hmm. I could finally get just a paywall shit and I don't know what 
OnlyFans is. I, I assume it's 10 to 20% something that they mm-hmm. take off of it. Mm-hmm. I could finally just do this shit here. Yeah. It was beautiful. Like, I, we need to give the sex workers the same bravado and respect. anger at, and respect that we do to artists that get robbed. Because they get robbed too. I agree. They get bootlegged as well. Hell I've yeah. I've seen many girls on OnlyFans and I've never been on OnlyFans. Yeah. They, so yeah, I understand. They get bootlegged crazy. But you know you know what they say, streets gotta eat. Oh, well. Excuse me, bootleg, they, they bootleg pick, is a thing. They pick the wrong community to fuck with. Them chicks is gonna find. Yeah, because if they decide they're not showing tits and ass no more, I gotta be honest, OnlyFans, I'm gonna be upset. Oh, I... I like, won't be, we won't be see, on your website. We wanna see tits and ass forever. <laughs> Whatever you need to do to make the sex workers happy, do it. Because if not, I can promise you I will not be on OnlyFans to see somebody playing the piano. So yeah. Unless she's naked. Unless she's naked. <laughs> naked piano. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, let's uh we're pro- we're probably close to wrapping up. Get some some quick quick hit shit in here. I just found out what a LinkedIn influencer is. What is that? It's basically the same uh the same guy. What was that a uh, college that had the guy in the parking lot screaming? What you doing, man? What you on your couch for? Come on, come over here. Omega no, Evers, um, University of Phoenix. No, no, no. That was St. Uh, Peter's College where I went. <laughs> <laughs> One of them colleges. No, that was um, not important. Anyways, DeVry was it? <laughs> was that DeVry? <laughs> University of Albany. I feel like it was DeVry. <laughs> it was it was Binghamton. You're not doing nothing. Get up off the couch, call. I feel like that was DeVry. Maybe it was. Right. I feel like we should all know that. I think that was DeVry. I was going to say cut this, but keep it. Us trying to figure out what college is the worst is hysterical. <laughs> it is. Oh, no, it's Everest. Everest College. Everest College. All right, yeah. Everest College. DeVry is second, though. So they now have people on LinkedIn that are that are LinkedIn influencers that more or less just have like these resumes that we don't even know if you did anything. Like you just have mm-hmm. crazy resumes. It's like, come on, man. You want to get a job? Look at my resume. Yeah. I'll put you in the right position. Yeah. Follow me. I'll give you all the gigs. Right. I've just had enough with so I thought LinkedIn at least was going to keep us grounded to some degree. Mm-hmm. This is where we can post a job. There'll be no crazy fluff behind it. I apply. If I get the job, I get it. If I don't, that's it. Now I got to deal with somebody screaming at me about me being a bum <laughs> to get a job. <laughs> is LinkedIn and like Linktree, are those like cousins? Maybe. I mean, I'd have to figure out who their grandparents are, but yeah, I feel like they will be related. I feel like Link, LinkedIn and Link, Linktree are like cousins or something like that. <laughs> I feel like it's all the same shit. It's just different variations of it. But please do not follow LinkedIn influencers. No, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend that. I don't know why you would even do that in the first place, but okay. And I feel like if a, a job or a company needed an, a LinkedIn influencer to get me to apply and get the job, I shouldn't be at that company. No, that's absolutely just, That's not. just my... How I think. No, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Absolutely not. I don't need to be there. Like, come on, man. You're a bum. Yeah. You should be. You should be an assistant on, on at this. Come gig. on, man. You're depressed. All you do is smoke all day. Like, <laughs> you ever thought about filing shit over here? Right. And I think uh, everyone should leave me alone. That I like that Rachel Dozel is officially on OnlyFans. Is she the reason why there's no more sexually explicit content? Look, I t- we don't I know. We got to tie I take it in. back my like if she's not over there popping pussy. If she's popping pussy, but I you, keep my like. But you can't pop the pussy right now. That's what they're saying. What if she's trying to do it before October 1st? Like she's trying to get oh, her coins clean up, up real quick. Oh, yeah. then, then I'm trying to go. Send me maybe the she's a squirter. No, send me the, That's worth fifteen ninety nine a month. 
Listen, man. That's the ginger beard, man. I take my like back if she's not doing that, though. Just seeing that she was, you know, approved. (laughs) That's Rory. I'm all. (laughs) That's Rory. I'm all. That's Rachel Dozel's OnlyFans. Oh, foot pics and squats. I can respect it. Wait, that's what she's... Wait, she's posting foot pics and squats? I'm not going to pay for it. I like it, though. If she's doing like a $5 tier for foot pics, like, she might be all right. I I mean, just looking at her, I don't know if I want to see her feet. What do her feet identify as? Are they feet? They could be hands. They could be hands. They could be be Asian hands. They... Respect what she identifies as. You're absolutely right. I see where you're going with it. You're so problematic. Are you an early bird subscription? Because she says there's content launching uh, September 1st. So I don't know if you want to be an early bird subscriber to Rachel Dole's. A pre- pre-saved? Yeah, you got to get the, the pre-order. Does she have merch? No, but look at her. Oh, no. See, look at her, her bio. An inside look at my art, hair, and fitness journey with exclusive weekly posts as follows. Monday motivation. There will be gym, fitness, squats, and other stuff. Hey. I'm here for the other stuff. I'm here for the other stuff. All right. The Mondays, Wednesday, I'm locked in. Yeah. The Wednesday workday, it's just hair and chair conversations with her clients and hair tutorials. You know, That's just cool. keep yeah, it light Positive on shit. Hump day. Fridays is where she unwinds, though. This is where I bring the art. You bring the wine and drinks. Watch me mm. discuss my art. I, got, I know I, what happens when I bring wine. Listen, I got some Chardonnay for create. Rachel. Yeah, let them let, let her create. And then she's doing other random things like foot pics, posts of her using stuff people buy from, <laughs> from her Amazon wish list. Oh, what's her wish list though? Yeah, you know, she, we don't know what she has on her wish list. Oh, there's a wish list. She has candles. She has uh, sneakers. She has shoes. Dildos. She has more candles. She has... Vibrators. She, I don't. I didn't see. Where's the good stuff, Rachel? He, he scrolled past two water quick. bottles, MacBook, baby. Oh, baby. Okay, and if we see some wipes, that means we're getting somewhere. <laughs> baby wipes. Okay, braid gel. Okay, books. That's oh, for her oh, hair. What, what's her this hair right? Journey? This is like some type of a streaming podcast microphone. No, I don't want to see that, Rachel. Uh, I mean, it could be some. Come a- on, Rachel. Where's the? Where's the? You got to get to this shit, Rachel. Where's the 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 vibrator? They sent me a vibrator, but she doesn't want one. What the fuck is going on? It. This is crazy. They sent me a vibrator, but Rachel doesn't want one from on her Amazon wish list. She doing some ASMR, whatever that shit called. Yeah, but come on, Rachel, get a vibrator or something with the vibrator. I'm saying. Yeah, she can do some with the vibrator. No, no, no. Yeah, no. We, I want to. What's see- it called? ASMR. Yeah, ASMR. Yeah. She get right in there with the vibrator. She doesn't have one on her wish list though. She has like workout pants. How do we know that wasn't copped already? Oh, she has one already. Okay, yeah. maybe you know, they hopped maybe. on it early that, with the pre-save. Maybe that will follow. That falls under the other stuff. Maybe. Yeah, you don't know where that shit. Okay, is, right? so yeah, I mean, listen, go give Rachel a, a a shot. You know, subscribe if you want to be an early bird, and you're going to see the yeah. content September first, and she's going to show you her feet and Mondays her hair journey, going yeah. from white hair to black hair. Yeah, she'll give you a whole tutorial. Listen, man, there might be some shit on uh, there. You never know. Wednesdays she'll sit with the NAACP and. Mm-hmm. Talk about how she scammed money from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this actually this might be a quality only fans. It might be. This might have. This might be what you know made them want to change their content and, and go. Rachel, another Rachel came in. Yeah, yeah. It was like let's let's clean it's this thing LinkedIn up a little influencers bit. only fans influencers. Yeah, like let's clean this thing up a little bit. Let's get to the real shit. Let's get to braiding hair and squatting. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm here for it. And other I'm stuff. Mad at it. Yeah, and, and other stuff. That's only on uh, on Mondays, though. Yeah. Anytime I got a text, yeah, I'll come over and we can hang out and just do other stuff. I knew yeah. what time it was. You know what other stuff is. Right. Come on, man. We ain't got to say nothing. Yeah. Anyways, back to quick hit shit. Uh, Summer Madness 11. It's in Houston this year. 
Murder Mook, Reed Dollars, Kayshawn versus Hollow, Calico versus Geechee Gotti. Wait, wait, wait. Murder Mook and Reed Dollars. Versus somebody or they battling no, each other? No, they battling each other. Okay. No, none of that double okay, team okay, okay. shit. Right. Pause. Uh-huh. Uh yeah. Murder versus Reed Dollars, uh Kayshawn versus Hollow Don, Calico versus Geechee Gotti, Surf versus John John. Um, I'm sure there's probably some undercards after that, but that's what they announced. Summer Madness is uh, I've always loved, so I'm excited. Yeah, I always, I always like Summer Madness. I don't. This lineup is not really what I thought it would be, though. What What would you think would happen? Because I thought the same thing. Then I started to think of matchups, and I was like, they, that wouldn't happen regardless. So, yeah. Mook versus Reed Dollars kind of threw me off. But well, I think this might be an old. Uh, this is something that I think you know. This is some history behind this one. Of course. Yeah, I think this is just one of those one of those battles where these two have kind of gone at it and had words and, you know, they may have even battled before. I don't I don't think this is this the first time they battled? To my understanding. Oh no, Mook. Yes, 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 yes. I'm thinking um was it T-Rex that already battled Reed, I think? Probably. I don't know, I'm not sure. But look Mook at, versus look Reed. Look at us. Look at yeah. us knowing URL. No, Mook versus Your battle Reed fans is, are so understanding. I'm sure you'll Yeah, Mook versus sure Reed is, uh, that's definitely it's definitely a lot of history behind that. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I'm just saying they haven't battled, but... Yeah. I'd like to see that. Kayshawn, I haven't seen in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually... I'm not mad at this. Surfers, John John, I think is going to be good, too. That, yeah, that'll be good. Those are two uh, two of the better performers in uh, in the battle battle rap. Yeah, no, I, I'd like to see that. Uh, Cassidy versus Tory Lanez, have you been following? No, I, I, You know what? I listened to Cassidy's... I don't know why it popped up on my YouTube algorithm, but Cassidy's uh, response popped up, and I listened to it. It was it was almost like seven minutes, I think. He's done two back to back at this point. Oh, so I don't even know which one. I, I don't know if that was the first or the second one. I, I listened they're to. they're both around seven minutes. Okay, so then yeah, I, I don't know. It was yeah, this one plagiarism. That's the one. I, That's the most recent. There was okay. one. There was one before that. Okay, I didn't hear the one before that. Um. I mean, it's entertaining, man. I mean, is it? I didn't. Say is it? I didn't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't hear Tories. I didn't hear uh, Tory. All right, Tory didn't do anything except for freestyle, which I guess he took some bars from Cassidy or style. I, this is one of those. Yeah, things I heard, that I heard I Cassidy say that, that Tory. He, he said Tory took some of his bars when he was at. Uh, was it Flex? Yeah. Does anyone care about Tory Lanez versus Cassidy? I don't think so. I don't think people care about that. Does Cassidy and Tory Lanez care about Cassidy and Tory Lanez? I don't think so. I don't think they're giving this. I only brought this energy. up to say like, yo, some things we should just like, we don't need to do. Yeah. It's just like, you could, all right, fam. Like we, just, don't, it's we cool. don't have to, we don't have to jump in the ring. Like it's okay. It's, it's all right. Yeah. You, like, you, you feel some type of way about me. Okay, fine. It's, it's all good. If you want to throw it in, in a 16 uh, that he took your style. So cool. Be yeah, it's seven minute, a seven minute, a seven minute disc record is is it's a little aggressive. It's a little too, it's a little too much. I don't think anybody has the attention span to sit down and listen to seven minutes of a diss track. That's just a little too aggressive these days. Did our uh, our conversation about Royce and Lupe get cut out <coughs> of our lost episode? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Is it something we want to talk about? Um, I mean, we can. Why not? I don't mind talking about because I feel like people killed us by not bringing it up, and we brought it up the week it happened in that lost episode. I just <clears throat> don't think the footage made it. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of that footage was, and this is n- honestly not an excuse. A lot of that footage was corrupted, and the yeah. audio didn't work. So mm-hmm. we tried to salvage what we had left. Uh, the Royce and Lupe shit. 
was interesting to me. Uh, Roy, Royce uh, is my guy. I, I would have liked to it's see family. a response. Yeah. No, no, Royce is fam. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see a response as a hip hop fan. Yeah. Um, I'm not him, so I don't know what he took so personal in that record. And again, I'm not him. Let's mm-hmm. make that clear. I Lupe, this was great to me. Well, I thought it was fire. Like I thought it was really, really, really good. Yeah, and I would have loved to see Royce come back and spar because I know Royce's caliber. I know. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, in no way do I I hear because uh, a lot of people know Lupe's an alien, but I've never thought Lupe a uh, Royce could never. No, no, <laughs> like, no. This, I, that's I, what I'm saying. These I think are that's two, the perfect opponent. Yeah, these are two of the, of the aliens that you know. This is what they do. This is what they're built for. This is what you know they come from. They come from this type of competitive rap. But I think that somewhere along the line, it got, it went left. Yeah. Cause I didn't, cause even when I, you know, it was, it was happening and I saw the like little remnants of the back and forth. I'm like, this is Royce and Lupe. They, they cool. They fuck with each other. They got like, a pod together. Yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't, enjoyed I didn't know did what, it. yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know where it went left. And then, you know, I know Royce was calling, you know, telling him to rap and. You know, and I think Lupe was saying, Royce had said some things like basically alluding to Lupe wasn't on his level mm-hmm. and that he should never try to like throw stones at him. And of course, Lupe felt like, who the fuck are you? Like, what you mean? I shouldn't throw stones at you. Like, yeah. So I think that's where things kind of got a little chippy and, you know, went a little left. But um, I would love to see Royce, you know, entertain this and and go back and forth or you know at least put something out because this is this is what Royce does this is what yeah he's been doing most of his career I know now he's in a different you know space as far as you know mentally and you know you're, you're grown and you have kids so certain things you don't want to entertain because certain energy you just don't want to attract and bring to yourself I, I can understand that but this is to me this is the sport this is this is part of hip-hop this is part of especially when it's somebody that's a, a worthy opponent of course. You know, if it wasn't, if it was somebody less than Lupe, I could totally understand, like, I'm not responding to that, but this is Lupe. This is somebody that can really rap. This is somebody that can talk slick. This is somebody that, you know, has success, put out some really good albums and, and records and has all of these, you know, accolades or whatever you want to call it. But more importantly, he's somebody who's fit for lyrical battle. And so, I mean, I would love to see Royce go back and forth or, you know, respond to Lupe. At some point, you know, just because that's two of the the aliens that we have in our culture. Yeah. And again, I I didn't follow it like day to day, but I remember when Royce, Lupe and Mickey Fax were all posting shit on IG of Mm -hmm. their previous music. Like, fan, this is what I do, Mm -hmm. which I loved. I thought that was great to show people your back catalog of how you could really rap. I thought it was a good way to, you know, get into the lyrical part of social media of Instagram mm-hmm. like hey we could still do this type of thing mm-hmm. and then it turned to this and then I got excited because I yeah. thought they was really going to battle mm-hmm. and Mickey's shit was great Lupe's shit was great and I, I haven't spoken to Royce so I, I don't know what yeah, I haven't so, spoken to me I was going to call him and just kind of figure it out because I did see Royce call Lupe a bitch on I think it was on IG Live. well Lupe called him one in, in the this a couple times but <laughs> no I mean before the oh, before, okay. before the this even happened like gotcha. they were on like uh, Instagram live it was like three or four of them you know how they do the, yeah. the live now with multiple people and the conversation just went left and Roy said then I think he might have said do something about it bitch or do mm. or who you think you're talking to bitch and I was like whoa like you know when you call another grown man bitch it's like wait what just happened like that's so I didn't know leading up to that I don't know what happened before that 
but I know at that point that's when it went left because I think even after that Lupe I think hung up on the live I think he like just hung it up and I think the next day or two days after that's when we got the Lupe record yeah because I, I enjoyed Royce's it was like seven to eight minutes of him rapping and there was a few shots in there here and there but it wasn't like what Lupe did yeah I, I would just love for Royce again I don't know what he's really thinking and or yeah, what I hope happened. it's not super personal and me neither super like you know I, I just would like to that would be just like as a fan necessary but what do I know yeah um I'm trying to think of other quick case you could just mark all this um Aaliyah's coming saw the billboard what do you mean explain I was driving down Canal Street. It said there was a billboard right on Canal and Sixth Avenue, and it said Aaliyah is coming. dot com. And I went to it, and as a countdown, I assume that has something to do with her streaming because you can't get Aaliyah on Apple, Spotify, mm-hmm. Tidal, anything, mm-hmm. Amazon. So I, I'd imagine maybe they're starting okay an Aaliyah streaming site where we go to Aaliyah. dot com and hear her whole catalog because I I know her uncle or whoever's running her estate now mm-hmm. has been very against. Her being sampled, mm-hmm. her being on any type of streaming sites, which to some degree I get. Uh, of course, her fans would love to hear her music. And especially if you look at all the current R&B, mm-hmm. it's a family tree of Aaliyah. So, well, that makes sense with, because with I, I think new, we're coming up on 20 years since her passing. Yeah. Well, I just even that style of music and how she sings and, and that writing is... Celia yeah. is what is what's right now. So yeah. it would be nice to have her on streaming just for all the newer fans to kind of tap into that catalog and go back to it. Um, so they know the genius of Aaliyah. Yeah. So I don't know. Again, I don't know if Aaliyah's coming is going to be strictly on that website or Aaliyah is coming to streaming. I'm just a, a person that was driving on Canal Street and Sixth Avenue. Well, it says Aaliyah is coming to streaming, but her <laughs> estate isn't happy about it. Here's why her state isn't happy about it. Aaliyah fans have been clamoring for her catalog to be available for streaming for years. It appears their wait will soon be over. Nearly 20 years after her tragic death, the Princess of R&B's catalog will be available on streaming starting August 20th. Barry Hankerson, her uncle and founder of label Black Round Records, announced in a Billboard review published Thursday. Aaliyah's music will be rolling out in near chronological order, starting with the release of her platinum selling album, One in a Million, according to a press release. Albums Aaliyah and I Care For You will follow on September 10th and October 8th, respectively. So what took so long? The delay, according to Hankerson, stemmed from disagreements with Aaliyah's estate, which he said had previously expressed a desire to take a catalog off the market. There was a conversation we had that Diane, Diane Harton, Aaliyah's mother, didn't want the music out. And whatever my sister told me, I tried to do what she wanted me to do, Hankerson said during the Billboard interview. As a parent, it goes yeah. on to say, as yeah. a parent, I would understand, uh, scroll up a little bit, Ed. as a parent, the other way, pause, as a parent, I would understand if she did not want the music out, because who wants to hear the voice of your daughter who's gone? So when she said that to me, I said, okay, we're not putting it out, I don't know when, but one day we will. Born Aaliyah Harden, the singer died in a plane crash in the Bahamas in 2001 at the age of 22. This month marks the 20th anniversary of her death. Aaliyah's estate responded to the deal in a statement through attorney Paul Lacalsi and said it was not made aware 
of the streaming release of the late singer's catalog. For almost 20 years, Black Round has failed to account to the estate with any regularity in accordance with her recording contracts. In addition, the estate was not made aware of the impending release of the catalog until after the deal was complete and plans were in place. Uh, scroll up a little bit. The estate has demanded the terms of its new deal to distribute Aaliyah's long embargoed music. The statement reads, in a separate release, in a separate statement released on Twitter, the estate condemned actions to leech off Aaliyah's life work. Well, you know, again, I mean, continue to rest in peace, Aaliyah. Prayers to her family. Um, so it seems like, you know, Aaliyah fans will be able to hear some of her music, stream it, whatever, you know. That's, I guess in some that's type a little story behind the, the passing coming up on 20 years. That's it's conflicting because if the mother doesn't want to hear her daughter's voice, then that makes it a little different mm-hmm. as far as my opinion on it. Yeah. But I initially thought, and there had been rumors about her uncle with money and things of that nature and, and why it never made streaming because of that. And I always thought it was a little selfish. I'm like, all right, man. I mean, you're only going to make so much money on streaming to begin with. If you really care about money and her legacy, you would just create a place where people could just buy Aaliyah's music digitally mm-hmm. or stream it digitally. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're just fighting with the streaming service off her mother's wishes, I, I get that. But I also get if it's not money, her fans want, might want to listen to that shit. Yeah. Like, it's a good way to keep that legacy going. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never lost a child, so I'll never speak on that. But um, I don't know if there's anything left outside of, of prayers for, for Haiti. Um, prayers for, for everyone affected by the Taliban. Uh, we'll definitely put some links in the Bible. I, I read interviews. something that's saying that um, if you have Sky Miles, you can donate your Sky Miles to uh, some of the people in Afghanistan. Oh, wow. Afghanistan. That's great. Um. You know, so that might be something that people want to look into. They want to yeah. donate some miles to some people. There's a, a a site that's allowing people to do that. Would be nice if the airlines did that too. I mean, <laughs> it's not like they can't afford it. Yeah. But, um, you know, so if you want to donate in any way possible to help people and, you know, going through that unfortunate circumstance in Afghanistan, please do so. Yeah. And we'll, we'll put some links uh, in the description here yeah. for, for Haiti relief as well as... um. What you can do with the Taliban. What you can do with the Taliban. Like what you can do to help. Oh. I'm about to say exhausted. I've had a long day. Not what you can do with the Taliban. No. I'm not telling you to link with with the tallies and get shit done. No. How you can help over in Afghanistan. They have a link for what you can do with the Taliban. Yeah, that's why it continues on. (laughs) Fuck is running the internet. Oh man. Oh. But yeah, I don't know if there's much I don't know if you have anything else. Um Listen, man, again, prayers to Dennis Schroeder. Uh, you know, turned down $84 million to live in L.A. <laughs> and now he's making $6 million to live in cold-ass Boston. Uh, I think he needs to fire his agent because I read earlier that Terry Rozier has agreed to a four-year $97 million contract with the Charlotte Hornets. I like Charlotte. A few days after... Uh, Dennis Schroeder agreed to a $6 million contract for one year with the Boston Celtics after he turned down $84 million 
with the Lakers. Uh, so yeah, President Schroeder, fire your agent. Uh, I'm sure you can get in touch with Rich Paul. You know, call Rich. He can try to help out as best as can, as best as he can. But uh, yeah, this is uh, was another. Like when, uh, the saga continues in the story of Dennis Schroeder turning down eighty four million dollars. Like when Master P uh, was Ricky Williams' agent. No, well, yeah, <laughs> somewhere along those lines. Uh, yeah, I don't. Again, man, and listen, Dennis Schroeder, like, I, maybe bet on yourself. Maybe this is what he's going with this year. It's what Ricky did. But um, yeah, this is uh, this is this is tough. I mean, I know seeing Dennis Schroeder. I mean, Terry Rozier signed for ninety-seven million after you know you turned down eighty-four and then had to take six from Boston is uh has to hurt. It has to hurt a little bit. Um. So yeah, President Schroeder. That's all I got. I'm with you. Bar sports. Go Yankees. The Yankees have been uh, on a tear. Yeah, three in a row. Three in a row. Um, or four in a row. Is it four? I believe so. Yeah. Right on time. As the playoffs is, you know, it's coming down to the wire. So it was looking shaky for the Yankees uh, a few weeks ago. I ain't gonna lie. I thought I was like, listen, if they don't make the playoffs this year, it's gonna be time to clean house a little bit. I like the that payroll is too high not to make the playoffs. Well, that's always it's come on Steinbrenner family. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah, but you got to make his the son only knows one strategy. Right, that's what his father did. But I like the young team. I I, I can't be mad at it. No, I'm, listen, Yankee fan for life. Uh, shout out to the Knicks again. Kemba Walker officially announced. Uh, Evan Fournier. Can we uh, can we get Kemba on here? <sighs> I'm sure we can. You're the basketball guy. Yeah, I'm sure we can get Kim on here. I definitely want to get. Uh, I would love to get him and Julius on here. Actually, I love to sit and talk with them and see what see what their uh, what the energy is right now with that team. Um, it's the Knicks are looking good, man. I'm not gonna lie, the Knicks are looking really, really good. I'll try to join us now. No, no, no I'm still a Lakers fan forever, but uh, the Knicks are looking good, and I think that you know it's important that the Knicks are a playoff team. They need to be a playoff team. Now they just need to get out of the first round. And then anything can happen after that. So, shout out to the Knicks. It should be an interesting season. Should be a great season for Knicks fans. Long overdue. And uh, the city is starting to feel like, you know, the old yeah. playoff Knicks now. Now it's starting to, you know, the barbershops well, is a little. I only experienced so much of that in my life. But Yeah, you you, <laughs> you haven't experienced much of that. I've experienced enough of it. The barbershops are buzzing a little more now. You know, like. The clippers are cutting off more in the shop. Everybody talking their shit. You know what I mean? Like you could just, you yeah, feel so it more. Showing their jump yeah, shots. Yeah, you feel it more. You feel it like, okay, everybody feeling like the Knicks are back to a respect, a respectable level of basketball. So, any new music coming out this weekend? Probably. That we don't know about? I'm sure. I'll have to look. I was listening to Tink's album. She has a really good album. I, I think I told you that. Yeah, we talked to last episode. Yeah, she has a really good album. Tink, uh, Bree Bird. Steves. I was listening to Bree Steves' album. She put out a good project. Um... We already spoke about Boldy's album. Yeah, some good, some good, some good music out there. Uh, I don't know who's coming out this weekend, but we know who's not coming out this weekend. But that's a whole nother story. Exactly. It got no. It's quiet right now because everyone's terrified of when Kanye and Drake might drop. That's why there's not much to talk about right now, that's as so far as music goes. Everyone's so terrified. Stupid. We're gonna that's, sit that's and wait. So that's so. He's going to State Farm Theater now. He's going to Chicago. Drake's sitting there posting every picture, saying, "Hey, I'm just waiting." <laughs> Yeah, I dare you. <laughs> that's, 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 that's all it is. I dare you. It's double Dutch to send it over to Apple Music. Yeah, I dare that's you. That's all shit is. Oh, uh, whatever. We'll and see. If I'm an drops. artist, I'm sitting and waiting until they're done too. I did see that Summer Walker was finished with her album. I did see that. So I'm. I'm she texted you that. I'm happy. I, no, she did not. Okay. 
Um, but I am happy to see that she is done with her project and um, definitely looking forward to that. But um, yeah, man. Uh, no, definitely. Just are you gonna go to Toronto even if she's not even there? Uh, no, she has to be there. She has okay. to be performing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, have a great week. We'll talk to y'all soon. Be safe. Peace. No worry. I'm-